And we're live. All right. Well, uh, oh, yeah. here we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome to the Randy Day podcast for Sunday, May. What is it? May 3rd. <laughs> is it even? Is that all it is? It's only May 3rd? Jesus. It's 2020. I'm Randy. I'm Dave. How you doing, Dave? Uh, oh, I'm doing great. I should we just do our opening music, you know, a cappella? Sure. You ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Dun 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 a lot of details. A lot of details. Oh well, we're live, so we're know. live. We're live to uh, all of our viewer listener. Just because if we weren't live, this would really suck. Well, I don't know. Well, we, it takes a while because when we're live, we have to wait for people to kind of to. to yeah. They're not join us. You know, no one's paying attention. Uh, here we go. Okay, so here we are. So what's going on, Dave? What's the uh, what's uh, what's going on this week? What's what's the thing to talk about? What's the big topic? Oh gosh, so much in the news. So much in the news. What about the up. opening up of the things? Okay, so maybe you can explain to me because I'm not very smart. So did you read the order of things that I sent you, or are you just about to jump all over the place? Is that what's gonna happen? Oh no, I'll read the I'll read the thing you sent me. Sure. Sure. Let's see. Uh 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 oh, a podcast name. That's what we're going to discuss. That's a thing. Yeah, well, first of all, remember this is just a meeting between you and me. There's you know, nobody there's, watching. Yeah, but you know, there's stuff going on in the world, and I, I don't know. It's I don't know that the Randy and Dave podcast name is uh, really well. well sure. One, one of the big, uh, all right. So what? So so we started with a podcast. We did start with that. That's correct. We did. Okay. Well, we still have a podcast. Just we've been going live because now we got these toys to play with, these video toys to play with, and we can actually go live and and you know maybe a person or two and their cat uh, tunes in and, and watches us. I'm, but I, you know what? I'm not even sure they're they're able to watch us. Why don't you just go and check our event and see if we're actually broadcasting? Oh, you know, I act. That's the whole reason I booted up this other. Well, we are we clearly are because we've got people. Um, We've got people. Oh, where's the link? Oh, you know what? We gotta we gotta actually link it on our own pages. Uh, you know, I think this may have worked better when it was just us and not um, we didn't have our own page. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, if there's anybody out there, yeah, I'm gonna share this on my page. I see Dave Green. I see Larry. I see Liz. Hi, Maureen. I think there are some people. Okay, well that's good. So I'm assuming y'all can hear us. Yes, Winchester the third, by the way, of course, Maureen. Don't I look like it? Okay. Um, yeah, so that's working. Um, okay, so the Randy Dave. So we started out with a podcast, and my name is Randy, and your name is Dave. We started out with that. I remember that. Yeah. And um, and uh, so we decided to call it the Randy and Dave podcast. Right, because when. We because of our names. Because yeah, because of our names, and right. um, um, but the funny thing is that a lot of people call me Randall, and a lot of people call you David. Actually, yeah, I'd say as often as not, yeah. So it could have easily been the Randall and David podcast, but that seems it could seems it could normal. Right. So we're this is a friendlier attitude. We want to be more approachable. So, so Randy and Dave. So so what are the so what are the options? There's the Randy and Dave. Here, I got it listed. Okay. There's the Randy and Dave podcast. There's the R&D podcast. There's the R&D weekly. There's the R&D project. 
And there's also Blowhards Anonymous. Blowhards Anonymous. Anyway, I don't think we want to leave that out. So I don't think we're that anonymous anymore. So. I, I think we certainly want to get the input of our viewer, um, you know, because we could leave this up to the public. Um, although we might up, end up having our podcast name Bodie McBoatface. But um, do you have a favorite? Yeah, I like the Randy and Dave podcast. I know. <laughs> But now, but now, if you Google, I mean, now, whereas people used to be able to find us, let's see, what happens if you Google, so what do you like? I mean, I guess I like R&D Project, but I understand okay. that it's so a little I, bit like... So if I, if I Google R&D Project, I don't know how much Google juice we're going to have. Uh, let's see, the first thing that comes up is a Wikipedia article on research and development. Gee, let's see, are we even on the first page? No, but if we Google... Randy and Dave podcast. Then what's the first thing? The R and D project listener listen via Stitcher for podcast podcast. Well, okay, so it matched. So even, so when you, even when you Google Randy and Dave podcast, it comes up as the R and D project. Right, and Liz is commenting. This is true. R and D instead of Randy and Dave kind of gives us that little bit of like we're doing research and development on how stupid opinions can disseminate around the world. Ooh, interesting but, concept. Yeah. Um, or disseminate between you and me, and then it gets a little weird. But yeah, I like the R&D, which is cool. But Liz, would you say between R&D project and R&D podcast, we, either one has R&D in it. Puma podcast. I don't even, we are on podcast systems that I'm not even aware of. It's kind of weird how that just happens. Okay. So we're the Randy and Dave podcast and that's it. And I, I think we're the Randy and Dave podcast, but that's the host of the R and D project weekly. Anyway, there's a lot going on this week. A lot of vice presidential stuff. Um, there's the fact that we had um, one uh, Tara Reed, who yeah. came out. Um, yeah. Well, and you know, I'm looking for the latest um, from her. Do about you know her? Does she? Does she contact you directly? Yeah, I'm looking at my text messages. Uh, no, nothing yet. Usually, she she reaches out to me. No, um, because she was going to respond today um, to. Joe's um, statement on the morning Joe um, the other night, the other day. Um, so it's a big topic because it's not just, okay, here's Tara Reid uh, who has made allegations against the presumptive nominee or president, but it also kind of broadens out into the context, of course, Me Too and how we treat other public figures in the situation. So uh, I don't know. Well, what's, it's, the, it's yeah, so what's the real issue here? Is the issue, is the issue that uh, Joe Biden uh, did something wrong 20 years, is it 20 years ago? We're talking about 27, 20. Okay. So it is the issue. And I'm going to turn down my light because it looks like I have this huge spotlight. Um, Who's not wearing pants? I'm wearing pants. Those are shorts. They're shorts. Cargo shorts. Um, they're cargo shorts. Yes, much to the chagrin of my teenage daughters. Or um, anyway. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, um, cargo short shorts are over. Anyway, um, is the issue that he did something wrong 27 years ago, and that disqualifies him as a candidate for president? Or is the issue that uh, that 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 he has to be held to the same standard as all the other people like Brett Kavanaugh to make things to to, to keep Democrats from being major hypocrites? Yes. <laughs> well. <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's the, the question. I mean, and also, or is or is the question is is this something that needs to be debated? Is this something that I mean? Here's a guy who was a senator and vice president of the United States. You'd think he would have been pretty much vetted by now. Uh, that suddenly now this thing is coming up. Uh, and you don't want to discount it because in a lot of cases, a lot of women do. Um, why are you smiling at me? Why I'm reading you... the comments. It's not, oh, it's okay. not I was just going to say, I'm not uh, reading the comments. I was going to say, it's like, I'm, 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 you're, you're smiling at me because like, I'm like digging this hole. But is, is <laughs> I mean, the fact that, again, here's a guy who's been really, really vetted. And here, all of a sudden, uh we've got this stuff coming at him and isn't that suspicious um on yeah, the other I, hand I, I mean on the other hand i mean here's a woman saying well yeah i didn't say anything before because he wasn't running for president before and now he is and i think yeah. people should know this about him but and again and does it qualify him does it if it's true if it's true which is a stretch we we don't know we have other than um, I mean Brett Kavanaugh is sitting on the Supreme Court, so uh, and and there was a hell of a lot more evidence there it seemed than there is now. You well, say yeah. now? I think the, the, the I'm really the, getting myself in a lot of trouble here. You're not. You're not getting yourself in a lot of trouble. Okay. Because, I mean the 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 the, sh the ebb and flow of woke uh, it changes right. I don't think any of the thing that none of us knows, right? And and some of us can say, well, if none of us can actually come to an evidentiary-based conclusion other than our impression, none of us knows, then the default typically goes to the accused because innocent until proven guilty. The hole that Democrats got themselves into by being as woke as can be, particularly, I think, starting with Franken and up to Kavanaugh, was to say that we believe women, all women, and this is, yes, folks, you're going to listen to two men talk about this, so all the grains of salt you need, that that in itself, we felt like we needed to swing the pendulum away from never taking women seriously on these accounts and completely ignoring these cases and doing all these terrible things to dismiss claims to all the way to the other side, which is, of course, you're, you're right. And not even asking to, to investigate and vet. So that quote even of, we believe all women is sort of biting people in the ass because we did believe when it came to Kavanaugh and, and we believed, I think pretty damn quickly because he's a damn conservative who's suddenly going to be on the Supreme Court and they don't get to have the Supreme Court. They already stole a seat. So fuck that. Yeah, but I mean, okay. And again, Kavanaugh, first of all, he's like 60 years younger than Biden or something and 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 ha is n relatively new on the national scene, right? Whereas Biden's been around, my God, he's, he's been around forever. Uh, what, since the, since the 70s, right? I mean, I think he lives. I mean, he's been on the national stage for a long time. Yes. So, I mean, when did this supposedly happen? Oh, you said 27 years ago. 93. 93. And so there's uh, corroboration that this accused accusation, including the accusation of sexual assault, was related to her neighbor, I think, in 95. Um, and there's another corroboration that there was a general reference to something more like sexual harassment um, with somebody else. Well, maybe um, there's, maybe yeah. there's not a problem here. Maybe investigate. Well, yeah, I, I think some people are saying uh, investigate. And, and even Biden said, go ahead and, and take all the Senate records, the archives that would include any potential complaints against me as a senator. Um, and that's that's good. He gets to do that and sound like he's being completely wide open. He is limiting. He's not saying that the records that are at the university of wherever someone could tell us which university is holding 
other records, he said, well, there's no reason to open those up because that's not where a complaint like that would go. Um, and I think, Liz, you, your, your point was, um, I'm looking for your note here. Yeah, that Kavanaugh was not a real investigation. It was not a thorough investigation. And um, and that Biden did call for an, to, you know, said, go ahead and investigate. Right. And I guess there hasn't been one or there was. And well, there have been some, some reporting right? up or I. So New York Times, Washington Post, a business insider have done work to get to do reporting on it. And I think that's true, Liz. That right, we, we didn't actually get the investigation on Franken. It was you're out before an actual thorough Senate investigation was done. Um, and even Kavanaugh didn't get his investigation. So the idea is, and I think Liz, you you're making this argument that let's just push forward with the investigation. Although I don't know, maybe you or some other people think, well, the investigation's been done. And I'm sure more is gonna come out as Tara Reid remains in the public eye. But let's go back to, let's say he's guilty. Let's say this happened. Okay. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. I mean, is this, is this a disqualifying event for being president of the United States? I mean, given the guy who's there now. Right. Um, or is the fact that maybe that he lied about it if if again this is assuming he's guilty that that uh that he's that he lied about it is a disqualifier because what what the hell would happen like we said in the last podcast was like i think we should take up a collection to keep joe biden really really healthy <laughs> to do whatever we can do to keep him from getting covid because we are in deep, 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 deep trouble if the whole Biden thing tanks, because what would happen? Right. And it is, this is definitely <laughs> the question about where is the line when somebody gets canceled or somebody can be forgiven um, if, if they had done something. Clearly the accusation of assault is not something that Biden could come out and say, yeah, I did it. Whether he did it or not, he couldn't do that, I think, and survive as the candidate. Yeah. He, if if it was true that there was a complaint of sexual harassment or, uh, you know, just another, you know, just another touching me uncomfortably kind of thing, he could have wrapped, rolled that into, you know, some of these previous complaints and said, I've learned and I'm going to make a point of my presidency being one where we do not tolerate any situations that make women uncomfortable and so on. And, you know, none of that old boy kind of behavior. But um, I will take, I will take world peace, economy, uh, 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 relations with China, France, Canada, Mexico, um, Venezuela, Russia, um, North Korea. I will take all that over worrying about who he felt up 27 years ago, if in fact that's what happened. I mean, I, I think it's true. And it, it, of course, it depends where you're you, coming from. Can and, you imagine Kennedy being canceled this way or Roosevelt being canceled this well, way? Of course, but this is 50 years later. So, I mean, you know. I'm not, say, I'm not saying it's not wrong, but first of all, these these guys, this was, you know, things have changed over the years. Not that it wasn't wrong back then, it was. But there was an old boy network where some of this this sort of behavior was like, well, boys will be boys. And there was a certain uh you know part of the culture that would accept that. And we don't anymore, and that's good. But to judge 27-year-old behavior by today's standards is not necessarily fair either. Well, I think it's true if it was limited to being sexual harassment. I think the idea that he, what he's accused of now, if that were true, I don't think we could call it, oh, well, it's 27-year-old behavior. Back then, you could grab a woman by her, you know, 
So I, I think the point is, for me, if you know this to be true or you know this not to be true, you have a dog in this fight. Um, none of us knows, right? So I, I, I'm I'm always trying to play the clear yourself of your initial biases and then, you know, maybe we have to, we still have to make a decision about how to move forward based on not knowing. But that's my feeling. Like, I can't <laughs> know. All right. Well, we have today, we, we've got a guest tonight. Uh, only one because last year it was crazy. It was like Hollywood. Last year Square. was crazy. Last year. I say last year, last week. It felt like last year. Do you have a gin and tonic? It's been a while. But okay. um, uh, we've got uh, we've got uh, our a buddy of ours, uh, David, uh, who's another David. So it's the Randy and David and Dave. Randy and David and Dave, or Randy and Dave and David. It's the R and D and D. R and D and D, or D and R and D. Try project. Anyway, it's uh, David Gunnerman, and we're adding him now. Dave, how you doing, man? I'm okay, Randy. How are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. It's my second time. I feel honored to be asked back. Oh well, but this is but this is the live. This is the live one. So we're uh, this is just spilling out into people's homes right now. It's kind of crazy. Oh, pressure's on. No. <laughs> so, so Dave, we felt having two men talk about the allegations against Joe Biden was offensive. So we thought maybe three men would three would be better. Definitely. Three's definitely better. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? I just can't imagine we're talking about this. Why? Is it not, is it, is it not relevant at all? No, of course it has relevancy. I just, it, I just, uh, he, he, I, 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 not to say that he gets a pass, and things should should not be investigated and whatnot. Although I am a little bit intrigued by the idea that 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 all this slipped by all the extreme vetting that I would imagine the Obama administration uh, did on did on Biden. So that 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 raises an eyebrow for me. But at this point in time, uh, the 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 danger that the Trump administration poses to this country or is posing to this country is so enormous that I don't want to get I don't want to get in the weeds of this. Yeah. But I think I think the, basically the, what I did, what I just said before you just before you joined. I mean, if we want to take this issue and we want to look at the eight thousand things that Trump has done that that are are this or worse, then uh, that's where I'd rather put our attention and energy at this point. But I think the only way you get to do that is by doing what Biden did. Like they wanted to kind of keep it quiet and not have him address it directly, but he needed to, and I think he did it as straight up as, as he could, which is just deny them outright. Yeah. Um, because if he didn't do that, then there's no way to stop it from bleeding through the campaign. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. We have to get on to other things because if you believe that you don't want to vote for the lesser of two evils, then you wouldn't vote for either of them. But if you believe you need to vote against the greater of two evils, then that's where you start to prioritize what matters, right? I I just worry about this whole thing becoming, uh, you know, another Al Franken. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but Al Franken resigned. Al Franken was pressured to resign. Yeah. So he didn't have to. I but I suppose he didn't have to. See, I, I did. we, don't know, we don't know what kind of pressure he was put under. I that's mean, true, but, yeah. is, we don't really know what all the what's going on behind. I mean, these things are much bigger than any of us understands. I think to a large degree, and I just don't want I don't want the Democratic Party to get get all sort of bunked up in its in its. I mean, it's great that our party represents these values. It's wonderful. It's it's wonderful. But we can we can we can take such a hard look at it that we end up just completely putting ourselves in the tangle that they want us to put ourselves into and losing the big picture, losing the big moment, losing losing. <laughs> this is this is true, and I, I feel like we only learned that because the stakes are so high. The stakes are enormous. If this was just a senator, a new a junior senator we would probably, you know, he'd be at risk of being canceled, but the Democrats are not going to cancel Joe Biden. They can't um, at this point. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it would be disastrous. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine what would happen if if Joe got stung by one of those big hornets. Yeah. 
Right. Oh, transition. It's a transition moment, Dave. I, well, I don't know. I, I, we could move to that, but I think there's other stuff. There's, sure. um, and by the way, I wanted to say thanks to everyone commenting. Luck says, hello, Davey G. Hey, so, Luck. <laughs> um, thanks for all of you participating. Um, any, any, anything we can highlight? I will say, I, I will say though, let just to, to, to put a button on the end of this, it's, you see a lot of people and even here in these comments, you're seeing, well, this woman's unreliable and clearly she's unreliable and clearly she's unreliable. And it's suddenly now Democrats are coming out and pointing at this woman. Whereas for, uh, um, what was her name? Uh, Blasey Ford. Ford. Yeah. Uh, she, everybody, everybody was behind her and backing her and as well, they should, because I personally believed her, but for no other reason than, yeah, Kavanaugh looks like a typical dipshit, but, but suddenly now it's like all the Democrats are like, oh, well, she, this girl, she's, nah, she's totally unreliable. And, and so it, it's, it's totally partisan. It just goes back to being totally partisan because she, because, well, you're after my guy and that's what, so I'm going to call you unreliable. How is that any different than the other way around? I just don't want to give this a lot of attention. No, of course you don't, because you're a Democrat. <laughs> yeah, because no. you don't want him to be taken down, right? No, the, I don't the end is justifying that. If, if circumstances were different and I didn't feel like our entire country and or world is in serious jeopardy right now, I would probably be storming to give this some attention. But right now, it just feels very low priority to me. I think that's an honest uh, approach. It's just to say... Yes, this sucks. It's not the priority. And to, you know, take whatever judgment there is on you saying, I prioritize getting Trump out of office over the possibility that this woman was assaulted. I mean, and do we think, and do we, do we think this is who, I mean, we don't know. I don't know these people. I don't know these players. I don't know marketing. I don't know spin, but do we, in our hearts of hearts, believe that this is who Joe Biden is, that he's a sexual assaulter. This is who he is <laughs> at his core. Right. Is that the, is that the impression we get of him? I think that's or, true. Certainly Democrats are, are going to say no. Of course that's is? not the first thing we know. I, and, and I would ask the same question of Donald Trump. Do we think he is a sexual assaulter? Do we think that's who he is? I would say, uh, yeah. So he's a trial lawyer. If we're going to give this any airtime or any breath, what are we doing? Let's talk about the other guy. I, I think talk about the other guy. I think there's a there's a good point in between you two, and the way I'm seeing myself on the screen, I'm right in the middle of you two. So hey, that's perfect. Oh, <laughs> you bastard! Um, that there's there's a way for us to come to this our own conclusions about how we want to proceed as people who do want Biden to be our nominee because we want we don't want to have a fumble in the middle of the game, but the tone. Uh, kind of what you brought up, Randy, the, the tone of let's not get into bashing this accuser, even if it's true that there's some, she's not, you know, there are some things that make her untrustworthy, but it gets very quickly into tearing her down. And I feel like we can just question the evidence and be, be good. I just hope this doesn't get so much airtime. There's such bigger news in, in terms of the actual actions the current president of the United States is, is taking and, and the things he's doing and the people in his, you know, from Steve Miller. I mean, he's got Steve Miller working for him. Like these are like, I, I, my brain is overwhelmed with the things I'd want to say right now in terms of like how corrupt, how corrupt this world is. The, the, the whole thing he said about um, Russia Gate was that ready? You were telling me that today. Yeah, like, today, that today no. yeah, today he was. Uh, uh, he retweeted this conspiracy theory about how uh, Barack Obama was pulling the strings behind the whole, um, you know, pinning uh, the the Russia Gate thing on uh, on the Trump administration, the Trump campaign, and um, how you know it was the how uh, Obama was the mastermind of that. I I think I could say this is what I want to say. I, I cannot fathom, I can't stomach another election cycle with the Democrats on defense. I cannot stomach being on defense. 
there is so much to be on offense about that like you would just sort of bat this away and go right into offense and 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 I don't want to indulge the conversation it's almost sometimes though I that that's difficult because it's like there's so many things that Trump has done that is just completely either clueless or stupid or or self-aggrandizing or any of the any of the above that you don't even know where to start Oh, I know. I mean, because it almost sounds like you're making it up when when you go issue after issue after issue, but you bring up basically almost any issue, uh, and you can look at Trump's actions or his position on it, and it's a complete screw up. So um, it's you you almost don't know where to start, other than saying we need we're a country with a lot of problems right now, some major problems, and we need a leader. To help us, to help guide us through it. And that man is Justin Amash. <laughs> you know, it's a great moment for somebody. I mean, it, it's it's that thing about trying to figure out who the best candidate against who the best opponent for Trump is. And it feels like it has to be somebody who's very, who's very I'm, I'm afraid this isn't Joe Biden too, but somebody who's very clear in their thinking and somebody who has great irony and can turn a phrase and can remind us of the ironies of all the things that you're saying, uh, Randy. I mean, there's so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is a good opponent for Trump. That's exactly right. He is somebody who does just that. Uh, but there's they're few and far between, and you worry you worry about Biden and his sort of lack of clear thinking and the way he sort of trips on his, himself and his words that he's not the he's not necessarily the man for the job. So hopefully he picks a really great running mate. He's, and, um, he's a and, and he has a pulse. I'll vote for him. Yeah, he's he's he has a pulse. I'll vote for him. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever party. Whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> so okay. So are we going to move on to another subject? Yeah. Or are we gonna... Let's move on. I want to thank again our commenters. I I really like there was a nice little uh, comment um, Larry made. You know, I think about not being able to control the conversation, and I think that's that's also true. We we can do what we can to treat this topic you know, with as much attention it deserves and no more, but the conversation is going to continue. I'm sure. If, if people keep talking about it. Well then let's move on. Yeah. Let's do. Do we, oh, oh so we, are we going to try, you want to try for the, uh, the, um, let's, let's go into reopening. I have COVID on the brain. I was talking, I was talking earlier about, it. I've got COVID on the brain today. Oh. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, you want to talk? About, okay, yeah. Here we can do this later. What is this? No, let's We're move just, on. To, that's, come back. that's called a tease. Oh, oh that's, that's the tease. Yeah. Um, reopening COVID. What What are your thoughts, Mr. Gunnerman? On reopening, I, I wasn't talking about uh, the thoughts on my head aren't, aren't about reopening, but just okay. just something's on my mind. I took this this um. It's whim this morning. This is, I'm just going to tell you what's on my mind. But I took this swim this morning with a, with a friend of mine, and, um, and, and he reminded me, as we belong to this swim, master swim, swim team, and he oh, reminded yeah. me that in December, an email came out. Uh, th there's a group of probably about like 60 of us, and an email went out saying that, that a woman who's part of it, who I've never met because I joined it about two or three years ago, and she's never been there, but she's probably in her late 50s or early 60s and a triathlete and very, very fit. And she had suddenly died in December um, of flu-like symptoms in just a few days. And it was really shocking to everyone because she was such a fit person that some kind of influenza had just suddenly um, taken her out in a matter of a few days. And this was last December. Uh -huh. And now contextually, he reminded me, like, did you ever put two and two together? And I thought, oh, my God, this could, in, you know, and I, I'm, I'm marrying this to a report that came out the other day that said that California now has identified that the first woman in California to die from COVID happened in, in February. I noticed it was February 6th because that's my birthday. And, um, and, uh, and that they now think that she was the first person to die of COVID. And now I'm thinking like this woman in, in our sort of outer social circle may have died a month and a half or two months earlier than that. So it just, it brings to mind the fact that we still just know so little. And and the other thing that, that came up to, for me today was that, is that one of Katie, or my daughter Katie goes to, to college in Connecticut and is on a volleyball team. And she and her, her cohorts are very, very close, very tight knit. And there's a young woman who's one of her best friends, if not her best friend in Southern California, who she plays volleyball with. 
And it turns out that this this young woman got an antibody test, and it turns out she has the COVID antibodies. And she said, oh my gosh, I must have had it last February when I was so sick. And that was an illness that my daughter gave her, we think, because Katie was sick right before that. And Katie had this sort of, aha, I was sick for weeks, and I had a fever, and I had a dry cough, and I felt awful, yeah. uh, and I couldn't shake it. And, I, and I'm thinking maybe maybe my daughter had COVID back in you know the February timeframe in Connecticut. Like I'm, I cannot wait for these antibody tests or these tests to come out so we can find out what the story of this moment is and how long it's been with us and who, who is, who has the antibodies now and who doesn't. I'm just, I'm utterly intrigued by this question right now. And in the meantime, uh, the question, I mean, what it comes down to is we don't know anything because even the tests that we have are only about 70% reliable. Right. Uh, we have a good friend, uh, our friend, Paul, whose, uh, whose wife, he, he texted me the, the picture of the, of the, test results that said covid negative but she clearly had it right yeah. so now she and then she goes back she's a nurse so she went back to work uh finally and um while she was there and of course she's coughing and a doctor there is like yeah we're gonna get you an antibody test and but in the and that takes i think a week or at least a week to come back and in the meantime she's working uh so we don't we still don't have the science to tell us the facts and we're trying to make decisions. Even, even if the test did tell us the facts, we couldn't make decisions because we don't have enough tests. Uh, but even with the tests we have, they're not that good. And we're um, so we're really just fumbling around in the dark here. Right. Um, and which is really stupid. And then in the meantime, you've got a bunch of yahoos who want to start, uh, you know, hanging out of bars again. And I, how this but hang on issue. how a pro, how pro trumpers became uh became the people to to yes but don't think that that doesn't science. also happen on the other side too right we think of the idea of reopening as some blind uh conspiracy theory trumper idea so we reject it out of hand and i think in a broad sense dismiss the real concerns about people who are absolutely direly affected by the shutdown that is happening for many most or many americans in big cities it is it's a big deal so i we, don't think i think we shouldn't that. be careful about rejecting that that there should be a conversation and it should be happening seriously absolutely. about ways that some areas can partly open and when that's happening but i think we should need to just be careful I'm going to use my uh, glue as a pointer here. I'm, uh, don't you think those protesters would be better served or their message would be better served or better um, communicated if they protested in a way that respected the rules of social distancing or wearing masks? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't the organizers of those protests say, say like, hey, let's exhibit the fact that we can go out on the streets and we can wear masks and we can keep our distance to, to display like we are socially, we, we are responsible as it relates to this illness, and we're, but we're ready to be responsible and adapt to the illness and go out on the streets and find ways to adapt to this illness so that we can go back to work. Yes. Well, let's Absolutely. stipulate that they're idiots. Except it's not as fun if you can't take your M16. Got it. But so just I, because they're idiots doesn't mean that our thinking needs to be, well, since they're idiots, the idea that they're trying to represent, which is I feel oppressed or, you know, my my family's being affected is something that we can ignore. I think I, I, I don't want to ignore that fact. I, I mean, I want people who doesn't want people to go back to work. Who wants to keep people from like not having food? The question is, if they go back to work too soon, what they may not realize is that it would be worse down the road for them and their job could be gone, you know, for longer periods of time. It could be more difficult on them if they don't take this this pain point right now. So it's it's you know, you know there are no there are no good paths on this. It sure would be nice if we had a federal government that was doing something to help us figure this thing out. And, and I'm actually quite surprised that their ire isn't being, uh, well, in intelligently focused on the fact that we don't have tests and we don't have, you know, uh, and that the government has no, no interest or, or responsibility for developing those tests and all those other things. Yes. Like there are, there's so many ways that, that, yes, we are sorely in need of leadership right now that we don't have. And, and the fact that these people want to get on the streets and act like fools and, 
when the, when their message really is a good one. To your point, David, they have they have everyone. We all have terrible concerns. We all want to be back at work. We're all economically uh, many. Most of us are economically really suffering right now. That is that is a valid major point. But it's I'll tell you, I went this morning. I actually went to Home Depot to get yeah. something totally non-essential. But mm -hmm. I'm redoing. I'm fixing up the backyard, so I wanted to get some lights. And I go there, and there's a this huge line to get into Home Depot. Right. And I'm thinking, I'm not gonna go in there. That's you got to be crazy. Uh, and I thought, well, if I could just run in and grab one thing, and there aren't a lot of people around, and and then run out, okay. But then when I got there, and there's this huge line just to get in, I'm thinking. Well, this is a mixed message because on one hand, you've got all these people waiting in line to go in and get stuff at Home Depot. And on the other hand, you've got the L.A. County Public Health Department talking about how we we in L.A. County, we just had a thousand more cases yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like 65 more deaths. So it really comes down to it's like would these people who want everything to open up what go into Dodger Stadium with a full crowd if they knew that 500 people 500 out of the 50,000 people there were going to be we're going to die it's a good it's question kind of, i don't think they realize the consequences of it i, I think you, you kind of wonder you kind of wonder um i think another interesting concept of about the fact that we don't have the testing is if we had antibody testing like you were talking about, we might actually realize that we're moving toward herd immunity. If we, actually have, we don't know that herd immunity exists. We don't know if you are immune to this disease. After we you don't know that. That's right. But I mean, we don't even know <laughs> who might have it if, if it was something associated with having, you know, been infected. Right. We just are so in the dark. Um, Andy. Do we want to do the R and D podcast project thing, lighter side, or are we gonna finish <laughs> up on the uh, on the COVID nineteen? Let's go light. Let's go Larry light. wants to know who are the Dodgers playing in that scenario where five hundred people die. <laughs> well, hopefully it's the Astros. <laughs> That's a big roster. Then at least at least like half of them then would be Astro fans, and you know since they're such big cheaters. <laughs> exactly. Ouch. Um, Tasha, I hope you can hear us or see us now unfrozen. I hope all of you can. If if you guys can't hear us, could you reply and say that you can't hear us? What I wonder if this, if this video is going to work, though. Let's try the video and see what happens. Yeah, I would move it to 1 minute and 51 seconds. Really? And then make sure the audio is up because I don't hear anything right now. 1 minute and 51 seconds. Okay. There you go. Audio? Asian hornets hunt one of our most vital and commercially important insects. Honeybees. Oh yeah, these these guys are out to kill bees. <laughs> They're showing him in slow motion. Oh wow, check that out, man. Waiting to pick off tired bees as they return from foraging. Oh wait! Now is this real or is this like Pixar? Grab! Oh! Oh! Got him! And they decapitate these bees and take their bodies home for food. Ouch! God! This is nasty. This is what happens when you let Tarantino direct the Pixar movie. So the the worst part about this is this these Asian. Oh, they're Asian. They found their way into America in Washington State. They're following the COVID trajectory. This is the light side? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, not if you're a bee. We don't, we don't, have, we don't have a big uh, bee population uh, uh, as listeners. How is this the light side? It's not the light side. <laughs> I guess it's not the light side. No, we just wanted to scare the shit of you that while our the humanity is at risk, so again uh, is the bee population. So, but like, um, oh God, Alex Jones said, you know, if things get tough, 
and we're running out of food, you need to know that you can decapitate your neighbor and eat their body. <gasps> oh, it's good to know. They did. Did you see the news story that the woman died and the son went to go sell her Manhattan apartment and he found a dead body in her freezer? Oh no! Sorry, wait, don't bring that up. That's I'm the sorry, lighter that side. The lighter side. What was what was that? There was a story I saw on the news the other day. I was like, oh my god, that's horrifying. What happened? You were, and you smiled. This old this older woman passed away and her son was going to cleaning out her apartment to get it ready for sale and he found a dead body in her freezer. But not her. It was not her. Well, she they, was already I don't dead. know who it is. A person had been there for at least 10 years, they said. And they can't. It, it was pretty um, decomposed. So they don't quite know who it was or even a gender at this point is what they were saying. But like, that's a shocker. That's a shocker. Um, Larry Clearly said... This is not a guy who visited his mother very often. Right. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you. And all the neighbors said she was very nice. They always do. <laughs> That's What a surprise. Um, Larry says oh, about the Hornets. Say about the Hornets, too. Can we can we have an investigation we, before we condemn the Hornets? And I think that's a very good point. That is a good point. Nobody knows, but let's open it up. Not to... Anyway. How many viewers do you have now, you guys? Oh, uh, there must be at least one. What? I think we're up to two now. I yeah. hear Tasha and Larry. Is it just Tasha and Larry? No. No, we there's got... other people commenting. We oh, love yeah. our we the love last... our viewer list. Hello, Shawnee, Maureen, Paul, Larry. The last Liz, live podcast, we got about 250 views. Dave Green, Maureen, Andy, Sean, Luck. Right on. Robert. Hi, Robert. Yeah, watch us and we'll read your name on the air. So that's very exciting. And we might even read your, we might even highlight your uh, comment if we were using that feature the way we should be. Uh huh. Randy. What is the art behind you, Selper? Thank you for asking, David. This is a print of a, um, oh God, I'm going to forget his name. No, it's um, Hockney, right? It's a Hockney. Oh, um, where he does a photo collage. Um, and I might even be able to give you guys a, a slightly more direct view if I can untangle here. That's called Pearl Blossom Highway. And for those of us in Southern California, we may know that it's a highway off of Highway 14. Um, it's one of the routes to get to Vegas. Um, famous for its roller coaster hills in, in the road itself. But he's done this with a photo collage, which will probably not show. But all of these, this is made up of hundreds of different photos from different um, perspectives, creating the overall shot, which looks like um, an artwork, you know, huh. a painting. So it's really cool. Um, by the way, Dave, nice microphone you got there. Yeah, it has sort of a phallus kind of quality, I must say, in this shot currently. It's kind of long and red and bulbous. The red part got weird. What? Um, <laughs> almost as if it's engorged. What? What no, do you? Call not weird. What do you call that microphone there, Dave? This is called the <clears throat> Blue Yeti. Uh huh microphone that's popular with all of the great peoples <laughs> oh i censored so much there all right <laughs> well it's good to know you can dave i recommend right, well, this to this, everybody on that note i think we need to wrap this up as <laughs> uh you know people are tired they have lives they can't just hang around and watch us all day i can't imagine uh yes Thank you all. I just wanted to, I have a, I had my own issue with the murder hornet because the name of these hornets is murder hornets mm. coming in to kill bees and they can kill humans. They have killed humans. Several humans in France were killed by these murder That's hornets. A branding problem. But yeah, I, first of all, we used to call the bees killer bees. So these need to be, there has to be an adjective. So they have to be murderous hornets. They can't be murder hornets. I don't accept that. They Maybe we can. Maybe we can maybe we can start a petition to give them a new name like OJ Hornets or something. Yeah, that would be much better. That you just want to be controversial. Yeah. You're such a buzzkill. Oh. oh, Dave. 
Thank you. Congratulations on that one. That that will go down in history. That one. I'll be here all week. Literally. Okay, you will literally. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, Dave. Should we wait another whole week before we do another podcast, or maybe just the live ones on Sunday? What you know, people people are you know have nothing to listen to in the middle of the week. Um. Hey, v- listeners, commenters, tell us: Should we wait a week? Should we do it? Should we do a live every Sunday and then maybe just a uh, audio on uh, Wednesdays or something? Finger monkeys next week. Yeah, topic suggestions. We love it. Garone, <laughs> I like that. Um, does anybody want us to be back sooner than a week? I feel like a week is good for these. Good. Okay. A podcast, an audio podcast. If we did that twice a week, that's fine. People can take it in their iPod. iPod. I actually had to. I actually had to drive somewhere on Friday. I had to go into the city. It was weird driving down Sunset Boulevard at noon, and there was no traffic. There were no cars. It was like it was three o'clock in the morning. Actually, it was less busy than three o'clock in the morning. Just driving down Sunset Boulevard. But uh, and I listened to. I listened to drive down Sunset Boulevard at three in the morning a lot. Yeah. Well, I used to. I used to live in the city back when I had a life. And um, uh, uh, and listen, and I listen to the podcast, and and uh, I, I again want to thank uh, Larry and Eric and Shawnee for joining us. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, and because I was a little busy with the technical stuff, I actually didn't. I kind of missed a few things when we were doing it live, but then when I listened to it later, it was great. So if you haven't listened, if you, if you weren't there last week when we did the Randy and Dave podcast live, uh. Go on your whatever podcast software you use, download the Randy and Dave podcast or the R&D project or R&D weekly or whatever it's called and uh, and listen to last week's because it was uh, it was good. And Dave, I want to thank you. Thank I'm you. serious. I'm starting to think maybe even if we do this just once a week, we probably don't want to just be you and me, Randy, because that's really going to tire. So Liz points out that next uh, auditioning. next uh, <laughs> week is. Uh, is um mother's day and maybe we should have we should do a mother's day version you know what we should do dave we should have both our moms on <gasps> oh that's an interesting idea i don't know if live is a good yeah no it would be, i think that might be interesting um if anybody has any valium though i would need some before we could do that <laughs> it's not for the mothers but i but i think it's not a bad idea Rose and Connie. I think something like that is a Rose great idea. Connie. Rose and Connie next week. Next R&D week. Live with Rose and Connie. Bring on some oh. moms. You can also bring on some of the moms that are watching you right now. Come on. They can talk yes, about as a matter of fact. You can talk about your sexual assault record with the moms. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, men should not be making these decisions. Uh, uh, the RNC project. Ah, right. nice. Rose and, Rose and Connie. Connie. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Well, good. So we've got some ideas for next week, and we love the suggestions from all you guys who are watching. It's fun. Okay, everybody. Have a good week. Stay safe. We love you, and uh, thanks for watching. My lighting is terrible. I'll fix it for next week. Bye. Bye. And that painting. Thank you. Oh, you like it? You don't like the painting?